The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Now, with e-scooters usage now at such a level throughout Irish towns and cities, should we be following the call of blind and partially sighted people in England who think that these scooters should emit a sound given how many mount the pavement? Well, I'm joined by the Head of Communications and Advocacy at the National Council for the Blind of Ireland, June Tinsley, and by Fine Gael TD for Dublin Fingal, Alan Farrell. Uh, good morning and welcome to you both. Uh, June, we'll go to you first. Uh, do you echo the call made by those uh, in our neighbouring island? Uh, very much so, yes. I mean, the insertion of an, uh, a sound was certainly part of our submission to the uh, Joint Oireachtas Committee when this legislation was going through the um, Oireachtas. I suppose we were keen to introduce uh, a suite of minimum standards to make sure that individuals who are blind and vision impaired can navigate the, the world around them safely. And that included a, a ban on footpaths, the insertion of a sound, designated parking bays, reducing the speed limit, as you rightly said, the use of e-scooters is becoming more and more popular, and yet the legal framework around their usage is non-existent. We now know that um, it will be moved the, um, to regulations, and hopefully some of these standards will be inserted in there. Yeah. And the use of the noise certainly has to be considered. Because yeah. Now, now what, what kind of reception did you get to all your suggestions, which seemed to me to be profoundly sensible? Um, I suppose we we got kind of a, a nod in agreement, but we haven't seen them in in law. Uh, the, the legislation is now uh, at its final stages and any of our proposals have not been incorporated. Uh, we've been told that they will be considered at the regulation stage. But certainly for the, the ban on footpaths, we believe, is um, a, a very common sense one. <laughs> It'll benefit not only individuals who are blind or vision impaired, but also anybody with a mobility issue mm-hmm. or any pedestrian for that matter, because these scooter, e-scooters do go at a fair speed. The issue of, of sound is certainly an issue very relevant to those living with sight loss because they can't see the e-scooters approach. Um, we know that from the survey we did, 77% of the respondents reported having an incident with an e-scooter on a footpath. Um, and we also know that anybody who uses a guide dog gets totally startled by um, e-scooters because they, they approach with speed and can't be seen. Um, and I suppose it's just a shout-out to um, put a, a plea in for um, basic standards to be introduced for the yeah. protection of riders, but also pedestrians on footpaths. Yeah. Now, now they do move fairly rapidly. Um, not to say that some cyclists on ordinary push bikes, not electric bikes, uh, don't move as fast as them they do. And those cyclists don't necessarily have a bell on their bike or any other way of alerting people. Time was, and I'm sure the regulation is still there, that you have to have a bell on your bike. Um, but but the, the question of e-scooters, they do advance at such a speed that they should never be on the footpath. That was, that's certainly our view. And we know it's obviously echoed by the Irish Wheelchair Association, Irish Guide Dogs, and, and the Road Safety Authority as well, um, all firmly believe that they should not be on footpaths. The legislation is clear. Um, when it is passed, it'll say they're banned on, on motorways and dual carriageways, but really that should be extended to, to footpaths. Um, as you rightly say, it is akin to um, a push bike, um, and we certainly don't want them on the, the footpath. And 
it really is, as I said, to introduce kind of minimum standards to yeah. ensure that individuals who are blind or vision impaired can get out and about safely and feel confident, um, and that's the real thing. If the e-scooters come along and there's instances or near misses or collisions, and we know that there have been uh, fatalities and injuries due to e-scooters, most recently even last week, another fatality, um, that there has to be these kind of ground rules um, to, to support their usage and to protect uh, pedestrians. Yeah, uh, Obviously there is the perspective uh, that you have uh, talked about there and then there's the perspective of the rider. Uh, you think that they would want uh, helmets to be mandatory but not all of them do because they think you know too cumbersome and so on and then if you've got a, a regime of rented e-scooters uh, do they insist on helmets for those? They will probably have a noise attached and will probably be speed limited when it, uh, it comes about but we're still in that grey area and perhaps uh, Alan Farrell, Finnegade TD for Dublin Fingal can throw some light on to what we might expect in rules and regulations. Alan? Certainly I I can. Uh, As as June has quite rightly pointed out, a a number of the conditions of use of electric scooters once it is uh, regulated for uh, at some point in in this part of uh, 2023 um, you could expect to see um, the exclusion um, in writing, if you will, uh, by regulation of, of electric scooters on footpaths, and not unlike there is an exclusion on bicycles being used on footpaths. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's probably a very important point to make. Um, their speeds will be limited. Uh, the legislation sets out, um, or the, the the minister has already set out a 25 kilometre per hour bicycle uh, uh, speed, and of course. Um, the big question that you've raised there, and it's one that I completely agree with, is the issue of helmets. Um, as you may recall, Pat, I wrote a bill on this um, in 2021 and uh, published it, and, and it obviously has led then to a piece of government legislation um, aiming for the same thing. Um, in that legislation, uh, however, there is no uh, provision for the wearing of helmets, which I disagree with. And I think it was done on the basis that it uh, doesn't make sense to introduce it for electric scooters and not to bring it in for bicycles. Uh, But I suspect it was one of those conversations that we perhaps wanted to avoid because we appreciate entirely uh, that bicycle use in Ireland has not required a helmet for uh, generations yeah. and, and, and many an people not worth having. Uh, many people you see parents and children out at weekends and they all wear helmets but that is exactly. uh, uh, by choice and given that a push bike will certainly be able to go at 25 kilometers an hour uh, if you're mandating hel- helmets for 25k well then you'd have to mandate them for for bicycles too and that that is a problem also the you know the rental bikes in cities uh, expecting tourists to produce a helmet out of the hat is probably uh, something that's not we're not quite ready for yet. I'm not sure that we are, but I mean, certainly from a road safety perspective and from a, you know protecting yourself, um, you know, it is an absolute. And you rightly say most people wear wear helmets, but there are a few. Okay. Um, now, now, what about lovely... noise and and making an audible sound? You know that all electric cars, uh, below a certain speed when they're travelling because they're effectively silent, have to emit a sound now by regulation by by law. So, firstly, this was suggested in a parliamentary committee in the UK in Westminster. Uh, so, it was a suggestion that uh, concern had been raised by by uh, an advocacy group. I think it was uh, Guide Dogs, yeah. uh, for the purposes of making sure that legislators in the UK knew that this was a concern. It has been raised, as June rightly said, by herself and others. Um, it is something that uh, certainly isn't off the table. Um, I'm 
kind of open-minded about it myself, but I would say that I'm not aware of any other jurisdiction doing it. That doesn't, um, you know, no one did the plastic bags before we no, did. No, true. You of know, course. No, so. I accept that entirely. And I am open-minded about it. I mean, one of the, the things that we have to recognise is that in the UK, electric scooters are illegal, uh, unlike in Ireland where they're in a bit of a grey area. Um, the there are 20 trial locations for electric scooter use over in the UK and you're not allowed to have a, a private one and that of course doesn't mean that people won't have them no more so than in Ireland where they're very prevalent but they're still not technically legal so you know one of the things I would point out there's about 500,000 bikes, bikes used in 2020 but May 2020 there was a major survey done of bike usage um, so half a million riders using our roads which of course is in the midst of covid um, and it should be said that that figure, I understand, uh, has been sustained at just a little bit under that. So bicycle usage has really come along and uh, government are investing huge sums of money, two thirds, in fact, of all yeah. investment on active travel. But, but back to the noise, I mean, th- they move fast. Um, they are silent, absolutely silent. Uh, I don't know whether you've ever been whacked by one. I have. Uh, I, I have Kil- not. Kilboggett Park. Um, guy thumped me as he passed. Uh, so, you know, I didn't know he was there. And mm. suddenly I get a whack on my back. So, you know, I, 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 I'm resilient enough. Didn't bother me too much. But I just thought this is a problem that we're going to have to address. Mm. Again, I would go back to the fact that, you know, I do accept your point about, you know, being the first to do something appropriate. And I am open minded about the whole idea. But, you know, unless there is some finding in the UK in relation to whether or not they actually legislate for electric scooters over there in the same way we're doing here, I don't think there's anybody in the Department of Transport that wouldn't um, consider it. Uh, and, and they are the persons and the people that would be responsible for the regulations mm. that will flow from oh, the legislation so, once it gets out of committee. So we look to John Bull again for guidance. But anyway, that's uh, your point of view. Alan, thank you very much for joining us. Alan Farrell, Finnegale TD for Dublin. And before that, June Tinsley. Tinsley Head of Communications and Advocacy at the National Council for the Blind of Ireland. We'll have the Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance weekdays at nine a.m. on News Talk.